Your challenge, if you choose to accept it, is this. Let's go, let's go! Show up on day one, work out with us for 30 minutes, feel good right away. Yo! Repeat five days a week for three weeks. Three weeks? Five workouts a week. We're body, and we call that a body block. You pick the block, and you're gonna love the experience. On week four, this part is really important. Take the week off. Seriously, we mean it. Rest, go on vacation, or try something new. Maybe some yoga. Notice you're not holding on to any tension here. Or a dance class. Get sexy with it, daddy. You do you. And then start again. Be committed to this process. Choose a new body block each month. Get a new challenge each month. Have fun every day. Avoid burnout. You're not going to quit on yourself today. This is how you reach your goals. You win? There is nothing that we can't do if we work together. Sign up for your first body block today. Visit body.com for a free trial. That's B-O-D-I are you ready to get started? Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome back to Leading Edge Cricket Podcast. Today, we're breaking down the third test match of what has been an incredible summer for England, as well as looking back over that summer, talking about the highs and lows and grading every single player that's played for England in red ball cricket this summer. I am not one, Rich is not one, but we're going to talk about them um, from our non-professional perspective. Rich, welcome mm. to the podcast. How are we doing? Yeah, good. I'm happy to be the non-professional in the room. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Non-professional, mm. single, ready to mingle. Whoa, 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 whoa. Call Probably those jets. not. Call those jets. Yeah, um, yeah. I can't believe the summer is nearly come to an end. We have another two two and a little bit of weeks or rounds of county championship left. Test matches are finished. It's only just started, Rob. Where's, it, where's the summer gone? Where? Well, the, the summer was absorbed by white ball cricket that uh, goes in the formats of sets rather than overs. Ooh, sets. Um, but it has been an exceptional summer, particularly red ball, mate. You think back yeah. where we were at the end of the West Indies series where we had Overton and Wokes opening the bowling mm-hmm. with a strike rate of over 100. Like, we've we've progressed quite nicely as a cricket team in the last five months. Yeah, it's been fun. It's as simple as that, isn't it? The cricket that's been played, the... I don't want to say it, but I'm just going to use the term. No, I wouldn't say it. I wouldn't say it. I promise I wouldn't say it. But the term that people use, they say basball. It's been really fun, hasn't it? It's been fun. Yeah. Whatever it means, it probably means absolutely nothing, really. It's just a nonsensical term. But it's been great cricket. It's been enjoyable, entertaining cricket. And yeah, I'm all for it. and Bring it on. And South Africa thought that they were too good for it. We, we, we're not going to get beat by that basball nonsense. Yeah, let them, let them batsmen try. Well. Well. How did well. that go for you, South Africa? <laughs> you know, that's got to be one of the biggest oh, turnarounds in a test yeah. series. In in a long, long time. You're going back to kind of like 2005 when we got drubbed in the Lord's Test and came back and won the series <laughs> against the Aussies. Like it's that calibre. Yeah. yeah. You t- and innings and 12 runs win, wasn't it, in that first test? England didn't get above 165 in the two innings. South Africa just was like, that's pathetic. Bring it. Don't care what you're trying to do. We're going to beat you. It's easy as that. And then the tables turned, didn't they? It turned, Rob. It turned dramatically. And then England found themselves in a position where they could chase again, but they didn't even need to chase because they only needed one innings because they won by an innings and 85 runs in the second game, Rob. And yeah. then the, the the decider, the big one, nine-wicket win. England have won. They cruised. In the end, it was an absolute cruise, wasn't it? Um, and we're going to break it down, aren't we? We're going to go over the series as well at some point. But, um, but yeah, it's what a strange test match in so many ways. We'll, we'll get the elephant out of the room first. Obviously, they lost the first day to rain. Yep. I was in a tent at the time. Well done, Rich. Good job. <laughs> Brilliant. Well done. And then the second day, they lost, obviously, after the passing of uh, uh, Majesty the Queen. Um, so, obviously, that's, that's something just we need to be aware of. So, um, But then the test, I thought they would, they would kind of delay the test and then the, the, sec- the third day would be the second day, and etc. But it wasn't. And it didn't really matter in the end, did it? Because it, it was two days and about 20 minutes was all it took to complete four innings of cricket in this game. And England won, obviously, by those nine wickets. So, ridiculous test match. Who needs 100? Who needs white ball cricket? Who needs T20? Who needs anything when you've got test cricket like this, Rob? Oh, you, you don't really need anything. And you don't really need much more <laughs> when you've got a good England cricket team. And it feels mm. strange to say this is a good England cricket team yeah. because 2021 was pretty much one of the worst years on record. Mm. Um, it sounds like global warming. Every every year getting hotter <laughs> or colder or more extreme. And England's cricket was more varied than, than ever because yeah. 2020 was pretty good and we looked really good mm. with that. And 2021, we lost the ability to bat. Mm. Um, I, th- I think one thing that's, aside from the batting, which I know 
is a hot topic and has been a hot topic on the podcast for six months maybe mm. trying to work out how we get this team right well it yeah. turns out the thing to do was to not change anything so mm. gone are those top 10 lists of who might play for england yeah i think the thing that really needs talking about is how good this bowling attack has been mm. um and i know we talked about maddie potts and maddie potts came in and did a, a very good job for us ollie robinson's come into the team he's hit the ground running 2.0 ollie robinson um, appears to be much better mm. than 1.0 because he can make it past the second and third spell and just keep going yeah. and going. He's uh, now, now he's Jim Rat 101. He's he's looking mm. really good. But also, Anderson has been really high quality, mm. which is what you'd expect in England. But 2021 was a lot harder, and he's done it here mm. against good opponents: New Zealand, India, South Africa. Generally, pretty good teams. And Stuart Broad playing that um, other seamer role. Mm. I thought has been really, really good. We know he's good around the wicket to left-handers. Time and time again, he gets wickets. Um, but I, I thought he was genuinely the best broad we've seen in maybe two or three seasons this year. Yeah. As soon as a question mark pops up um, with broad, I'm not saying there was big question marks, but there's, as soon as there's a conversation that even starts to be even considered before it's even thought about and spoken about, broad seems to sense it and just goes firing again, doesn't he? Um He's been exceptional. Anderson's been exceptional. We know they've both been exceptional. Um, yeah, Anderson's quality. He's Duracell. And then you probably get similar yeah. conversations going, mm. Anderson, from the age of maybe 32, 33, if he has a bad series, a bad test, you talk mm. about the age. Broad is 35, 36. Mm. As soon as he has a bad series or a bad run, you talk about the age and it's, oh, it's probably the end of the road. Hmm. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, we need to get it out of the way here very quickly as well. We'll obviously talk about the test that's just gone in a moment. But Stuart Broad is now the second leading seam bowling wicket taker of all time, surpassing Glenn McGrath, who, Broadie, bless him, he doesn't need you to say he's not a good, as good a bowler as, as uh, Glenn McGrath. He's, he said it himself. He's like, I'm nowhere near the bowler that Glenn McGrath was, but, you know, what a fantastic career he's had. Yeah. He's only behind Anderson now. We've still got Murray at number one, Warney at two. Um, James Anderson at three, Anil Cumbly for Broad at five, uh, overtaken as I say, McGrath and Courtney Walsh a little bit behind him. We we just need to understand what we've got with this pair, and I don't think we quite do. I think Jimmy we really really appreciate, but Broadly I think sometimes we don't quite appreciate quite as much um, as we should do. And and just looking at this series, Rob Broadly leading wicket taker with fourteen, level on wickets with Kagisa Rabada, um, at an average of fifteen point five seven for Broadly. It's something, isn't it? Something special. His strike rate of under 30 as well. There's there's not a lot really we can say about how well they've performed. What I would like to say is I'm so pleased that they were brought back in. It was still yeah. ridiculous. I still don't understand the logic. It was completely just busted logic, wasn't it, really, at the time but between selectors, uh, between the coach who was on his way out, same person, um, and Root. But with, with under this setup with McCullum, with with uh, with Stokes now in charge, it's just fresh, isn't it? They they keep talking about how they want players to just go and enjoy cricket. Cricket is supposed to be fun. Joe mm. Root was speaking about that again. Ben Stokes is talking about that. It was brilliant. And the, on the different final day, as um, as um, who was it? Was it Pope? Wasn't it trying to reverse ramp? Um, was it Rabada? And, and you look at the balcony after after Pope's just been smacked in the chin with a ball. They're going to give him a concussion test. And you look over there and there's Stokes clapping and laughing his head off at the guy doing it. There's <laughs> no problem. It's like, try it. No problem. Just have a go. It's, ch um, it's changed the game. It feels a bit yeah. more like club crickety, uh, yeah. like on a Sunday where you've yeah. all got a hangover and you're just, you're just there with your mates, enjoying yeah. the day. You think um, you're on tour. <laughs> you're, trying to, you're trying to win. Mm. Um, but the journey is more important maybe than the destination sometimes. And if you can mm. keep that in perspective, generally you do pretty well in life. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And that's what this McCullum-Stokes um, act is, has really brought through, hasn't it? And, uh, you know, McCullum's praising Stokes, talking about how clear the message is again is. Uh, McCullum's then also talking about himself in a very self-deprecating way, just saying, I don't really do much. I just try and, you know, try and yeah. bring that team together and try and let those guys go out and express themselves and have fun. And it sounds as if he's not doing anything, but that is so difficult to do, to set up these professional cricketers to do it in this way. And it's just fantastic because we've gone from a setup where it seemed like the bowlers, the batters, everyone's being told what to do at all times of yeah. how to approach things. This is how you need to bat against him. This is what you need to do there. This is the situation. We always wanted cricketers to have that, that knowledge and that understanding of what the match situation is for themselves and to go out and do it. And now they have that absolute confidence in 
the, the setup with the if they go and make a mistake, as long as they're trying to apply themselves in the right way, it's fine. It's not a problem. You were doing you were trying the right thing. It didn't work this time, but that's fine. Keep going. Look, you know, Zach Crawley, we can talk about that forever. He keeps getting those opportunities because they know there's somebody in there that they want to work with. And they're going to go through a little bit of hardship in order to hopefully find the player that he is. And when Zach Crawley is unbeaten on 69 off just 57 deliveries at the end of the game and England have just knocked off the 130 score just for the one wicket, it's it's a little bit of payback, isn't it? And, and we, we've not been on our own by talking about Zach Crawley, but England, they're, they're digging their heels in with this one. They want him to be the guy. And he is going to be the guy when the Pakistan series comes around um, in, uh, is it November time, uh, December, three tests in Pakistan before they go over to New Zealand. And it wouldn't surprise me if Zach Crawley is the opener for all five of those winter tests. Yeah, I think he's he's done enough here to solidify him a little bit longer on, on mm. the old rope. It, it reminds me heavily of um, Andrew Strauss had a period and he scored a century in New Zealand and that saved his career. Mm. And Hashim Amler, remember Amler after 15, 16 tests was a very average test player, only mm. one century to his name, didn't score a run. He got, in fact, I read the article this morning, but I was thinking about it yesterday. Mm. He got dropped by McCullum and then went and scored 149 and then went on to average 46-47 in a 115 test match career. <laughs> if McCullum had caught that, that was the end of his career. Yeah. So it's quite nice, the, the, the symmetry between the two. But England's approach, like I tried to put some numbers behind mm. the change of approach. So from January to March this year, we averaged 28 with the bat. That's for top seven players. Top seven players this summer are averaging 41 and a half. So mm. seismic leap going on. But this is where it gets fun. England scored at a 49 strike rate. 49 strike rate, to put it in context, since the year 2000, England have scored at a 49 strike rate overall. So very much in line with how cricket has been played for England for 20 years. This year, uh, sorry, from the summer onwards, we've scored at a 68.42 strike rate and we hit a boundary every 11.35 balls as opposed to wow. England's average of 19. So we've completely changed mm. what we're trying to do. And, you mm. know, it's very obvious. Like you watch, it's, it's very obvious. You watch one day international cricket, you watch T20 cricket, any franchise cricket, the 100. It's all about hitting boundaries. So these players mm. are attuned to hitting boundaries with players in front of them. Mm. All of a sudden you play test cricket and you've got five, six guys behind square. Like you've got all this space to mm. try and work with. And I think that's really, you know, the positivity and taking away going, oh, well, they've got five, six slips. That makes it dangerous. Well, actually, it creates opportunity to score runs. Yeah, We can rotate yeah. the strike. There's plenty of gaps. Mm -hmm. um, and we put the bad ball away. And if you're going to put it away, you put it away well. And we, we've seen seen guys do that real nicely. Yeah, and having that confidence that, you know, behind you in the coaching setup, in the captaincy and, and the dressing room, that if you're trying to do the right things, we're not going to hammer you for it. It doesn't matter how many slips you've got there. If you do play that shot, you've got the confidence to really commit to that shot and not be not quite there. You know, the knee's not quite bent. The head's not quite over the ball. The, you're not quite meeting it in the right place, are you? You're driving exactly as you should be because you've got the confidence to play the shot. So it's brilliant. But as, as you spoke about just before we started chatting about the batters there, you can't have this batting and this style of play if you don't have the bowlers. And you yeah. don't have the bowlers taking 20 wickets. And that's exactly what we have got. Um, and we spoke about Anderson, we spoke about Broad, Ollie Robinson, Ollie Robinson 2.0, as we said, has been a different guy. Um, his short test career so far, Rob, 11 tests, 51 wickets, an average of 19.8 with three five-wicket hauls. That's exceptional. You know, we, do, we don't have bowlers that average under 20 uh, for their wickets for England. So Ollie Robinson, he's had a rough old time of it, but obviously another one, a bit like Crawley, they've got faith in him. They know, they're absolutely certain that he will become the player they want him to be if he takes everything on board. And they've done it the right way. Instead of just tossing him to the side and never picking him again because of these perceived slights or unprofessional um, conduct with regard to his fitness and all the rest of it, I'm thinking the way they've treated the Samit Patel, etc. over the years. You know, you mentioned KP every other week. I have to mention Samit Patel in every conversation. That's how it goes in this podcast. Sorry. Um, but they're, they're, they're keeping faith with him. They said, this is what we expect of you. This is what you have to do. And he's finally, the penny finally dropped, which we spoke about a while ago. He's understood he needs to go to the gym. I mean, how the hell it's taken him this long? I'm not going to go into another run over that, but I'm still perplexed over that. But at least he has. At least the penny has finally dropped. And we suddenly have three 
top, top bowlers. We have Matty Potts in reserve, who's just took 13 for 101 against Leicestershire for Durham in the latest round of the county championship of just 38 and a half overs. 13 yeah. wicket match. That's four. Then we've got Joffre still in the background, haven't we? We've still got Mark Wood to come back in. We've got the Overton brothers. <laughs> it suddenly looks like we have depth if we have fitness <laughs> for most of these bowlers. Yeah. And that's always been a big issue, hasn't it? But it's looking really healthy. Um, obviously, today, we're not going to be looking at the World Cup. We're not going to be looking at the T20s in Pakistan or Australia before the World Cup. It's all about test cricket today, isn't it, Rob? And it, we just look in such a good, strong position. It's almost frightening, really, with the depth we should have in that bowling attack. A car shopping experience meets an out-of-body experience. With 50,000 cars added daily and unbelievably smart matchmaking, the new Cars.com. It's magical. The first time I saw it, I got goosebumps. It was perfect for me. I felt like we could go anywhere together. There's nothing like finding your match on Cars.com. With over 50,000 cars added daily and a powerful advanced search, you're sure to discover the one. Cars.com. It's magical. Click or tap to find your perfect match on Cars.com today. If, if everybody can stay fit. There are a few question marks, as we know, but bowling-wise, seam bowling-wise, we're looking in really good order. Yeah. Um, I'm glad you mentioned how good Robinson was. His 5 for 49 in the first innings was mm. real high quality. Um, and as was Broadis Forfer as well. Yeah. Broadis just got that knack. And he's had that knack over the years of getting clusters. It, it mm. always go on those runs. And I think that's what's changed in his bowling. He doesn't quite do it as often. Like he's more of a chip away bowler these days and pick one mm. up rather than run through teams. But when he's on, there's, you know, for, for a period, there was no one better in the world when they when they really had mm. the chip on the shoulder and they were going. Um, yeah. South Africa made a load of changes here, Rich, for this yeah. test match. Try and combat what had been a dismal performance with the bat, other than the first mm. test for maybe one innings. Like, they had been horrific. They got the selection wrong in the second test. There was two mm -hmm. spinners. There was only six yep. batsmen or batters. Like, they were they were doing things strange, considering they were 1-0 up. And um, they mm. made about three changes here. Yeah, for us. I mean, Marco Janssen was exceptional in the first test, wasn't he? But then they dropped yeah. him for the extra spinner, Simon Harmer, where Janssen showed some aptitude with the bat. Harmer, best will in the world. He's not going to be a number seven. Um, if he was seven, I can't remember exactly where he batted. I think he batted at seven in that second game. Yeah. Um, so, that's, so that was a bizarre change. So Janssen was in for Harmer, if you could argue. Um, and Giddy was in, Vian Mulder. Uh, he came in as well as a bit of an all-rounder batter. Uh, who can bowl as well, obviously. Ryan Rickleton as well, young fella. And and um, Zonda as well, wasn't it? Um, yes. I'm, I'm, I'm going to give him his full name there because it's just skipped my mind. But uh, Kea Zonda, 32-year-old. Um, it took him a long time to get get, get a foothold in, in Test cricket. Hasn't had the opportunities. We spoke about this offline, didn't we? That, you know, and I think I've read somewhere about this. If Zonda had been given the, the Zach Crawley treatment, we who knows what players South Africa might have had. You know, he should have been playing in that first Test instead of Aidan Markram. Um, who is not a middle-order player. But, you know, it was great to see him get that go. And he did actually dig in and batted pretty well in that first innings for South Africa. Uh, got yeah. himself, I think it was at 23, um, but batted 57 deliveries, which is better than most of them did. So, yeah, so Vian Mulder, Ryan Rickleton, Kea Zonder and Marker Janssen were in for Aidan Markham, Rasti van der Dusen, Simon Harmer and Lungi and Giddy. Um, so plenty of changes. England had the one change, Rob, and we've got to get to it quickly. Johnny Best obviously missed out. It meant, at last, at long last, Harry Brook. Brook's in. He got yeah, a game, Rob. good old Harry Brook. He's only been 12th man for five months. <laughs> <laughs> but he, I thought his biceps were quite good. He's, he's been carrying nice. kilograms of water for, for days on end. But, you know, mm. earned, very much earned on the back of an incredible start to the county championship season. I think he's averaging about 104, 107 in the games mm -hmm. that he's played in this summer. Um, came in and... <laughs> You know, he, he got out hooking, which felt very T20-100 mm, campaign. Yeah. Uh, he tried to pu pull it into the stands, which felt a little T20-100 mm -hmm. campaign. <laughs> um, it, I think he's just, he's been amazing. And it's not the ideal start to his test career. But in isolation, I'm not that bothered. We've won the game. Not many people scored runs in the game. It was difficult yep. to play on. Um but it does go to show the schedule has a lot to do with it when you're bringing people into the team because he's been yeah. stifled of Red Bull cricket from being in the squad. 
and being back up uh, and then the 100 being in place. So this is, is something that needs to be taken into account when you, you schedule things up over the upcoming years is going, oh, if we've got test matches in August, late August, early September, there needs mm. to be some Red Bull cricket to keep people playing Red Bull cricket and being Red Bull cricket savvy when it rolls around. But yeah. he'll get more opportunities because he's good enough and he'll do well because he's good enough. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's his first taste, isn't it? It's a shame, really, he didn't get a chance in the second innings. Just had the one knock, didn't he? Obviously, with England winning by nine wickets. But it, it, it was great to see him in there. Um, he was probably a little bit nervous. Um, you know, he looked, looked pretty good, but he's he was a little bit... I don't know what the right word is, really, with his drive. A couple of boundaries he got quite early on. A little bit risky, a little bit flaky, hand coming off the bat sort of thing. It didn't quite look um, Ian Bell, Ollie Pope-esque uh, on those drives, did it? Or Joe Root-esque. Um, certainly not Johnny Bairstow though, S. But uh, but yeah, he, he's had a first taste now, and he, and he's he's going to be around for a long time, I'd imagine. Um, you don't have the couple of summers he's had, or at least the last summer, uh, without having some quality. So we'll see him obviously in Pakistan. Whether he plays uh, is a different conversation. Obviously, you'd expect Johnny Bairstow back. But it all depends on how long um, his leg takes to heal after his ridiculous um, golfing injury. I'm going to keep calling it a golfing injury. Actually, I don't care if it was just walking up a, a little <laughs> step or a slight incline onto a box. It's just funnier if it's a golf injury. Um, it was a golf injury. He yeah. was playing golf at the time. Yeah, I, I'm in. I'm, I'm part of the uh, I broke my leg club, so I'm allowed to make fun of people that have broke their leg. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, so just, just get his goal then. It was 118 all out, wasn't it? In just 36.2 overs for South Africa, Rob. And then 158 yeah. uh, all out for England in response, which was I believe identical, 36.2 overs, which is quite uh, uncanny. Um, Ollie Pope top scoring again with 67. Uh, route 23 and a few teenagers in there as well with the scores. Um, failure for Lees and Crawley in that first innings. Uh, Pope mm. top scoring again. Um, Ollie Pope at number three. I think he's I think he's there for the foreseeable, isn't he? He's done enough. He's done enough for me, mate. I thought he's been uh, he's, he's been inconsistent, but it depends what you're trying to measure him against. We're mm. measuring it against England's 2021 uh, campaign, like the entirety of the season, which was our worst campaign uh, this century. Mm. So, you know, I think he's done pretty good. He's averaged 38. His strike rate 65. A strike rate of 65 is quite game-changing in that role. Yeah. Like, you're not just absorbing pressure, you're rotating the strike, mm. which is something I think he does exceptionally well, is try and rotate the strike. And that's what enables him to just keep mm. ticking over and change where the bowler's bowling. I think he epitomises a lot of what McCullum and this era is about and the positivity, and it's positive in a lot of things that he's doing. Mm. And he's always looking to score. He's not just looking to survive, mm. which has been an issue with the England team over the 17 test matches where we only won one. So... I, I like him. Um, it's the it's, I was reading this morning, it's the highest average. That 38 average is the most that he's averaged in an English summer in the four years he's mm. been around. So I think you, you look at year-on-year -year progress and you go, that's pretty good, Oliver. Mm. Well done. You've uh, you've mm -hmm. kept yourself in the squad, mate, and you're, you're a shoo-in. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, he's finished leading run scorer of the series. It's not to say a hell of a lot because... Uh, in five innings, he scored 179. A nice average of 44.75, two fifties. Most boundaries in the series amongst anybody as well. Not not a six, but he's got plenty of fours there, 23 of them. Um, and when you've got a series, though, when only two innings have gone over 200, you're not going to have the biggest scoring uh, stats yeah. in the world, are you? So Oli Pope, I think he's done really, really well. He's locked in there at three for the foreseeable. Uh, it's good to have that locked down. We've got four locked in. We've got Bairstow at five when he's back. We've got the man at six. There's, there's questions of where we go, Ben Folks. We love Ben Folks, but obviously there's always those question marks. And there will be those question marks until Ben Folks absolutely nails his spot down with a good run of form with a bat. Yeah. Uh, we know how good he is with the gloves, but there always will be that question mark. But it's still the openers, isn't it, Rob? And um, th thanks to the England bowlers, it set up a situation where we could see what the openers had in them as well. So South Africa second in, it's 169, all out in 56.2 overs, 36 for Dean Elgar at the top. Uh, a few 20s at the top of the order, and then they went, didn't they? Um, as we say, a couple of wickets each for Anderson and Robinson. Broad and Stokes, three each as well. And Broad, uh, sorry, Stokes was back to his best of trying to kill himself whilst bowling short deliveries. And then just a real, real tough, tough running in captain spell. Um, before it was just a spell, and now it's a captain spell. 
Um, yeah. So that was exceptional, which then set up that 130-run target, which um, Lees and Crawley got after in exactly the way you would expect a Brendan McCullum and Ben Stokes-led team to get after it. It wasn't like we've got plenty of time, lads. We've got another day at least. Um, let's just get on with it. Let's try and do it by the end of play. Yeah, I, I thought it was brilliant, Mike. Is it, it's the best way to go after a small target. I can remember being uh, club cricket, I'm talking here, mm. quite young. Uh, batting at number three, I'd scored a bunch of runs and we bowled a team out for about 80. I was batting at three, but we put the two big hitters in to open the batting and yeah. they knocked him off in six overs. And I was <laughs> gutted, like 15 years old, gutted that I didn't get a bat. <laughs> um, I, I like it. I like positivity in, in cricket and I think they did a good job of it. Um mm. Does it, does it solve the problem? Does it? So, that's what I woke up feeling yes. when I saw the result. Mm. I woke up. Does it solve the problem? And I went, no. I come away with more questions than answers mm. a little bit. Uh, but at the same time, I think both of them have probably done enough to secure a space on the tour. I think Crawley definitely has. I wouldn't be surprised if we see someone else opening the batting who was called into this squad who's a left-hander that's more in place for Nottinghamshire and called Ben Duckett. Yeah. Uh, maybe at the top of the order for the Pakistan series. It's a really, it's a really difficult one, isn't it? I mean, we're, we're not going to get into this now in any depth, but Ben Duckett is not an opening batsman for Nottinghamshire at the moment. He has no. opened and he can open. And he's a great player to have been brought into that squad. As soon as Pesto was injured, obviously Duckett was the man that was called up. Never expected to play, but he can basically bat from one through to six and he can also take the gloves in a pinch as well. He's, he's certainly kept wicket over the years. So he's a great player to have in that squad, no matter what it is. Um, but he does fit the profile of what you think they might want in an opener. That someone mm. that is very positive, technically very good, but also very positive. Subcontinent as well. He, 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 he's got great wrists. He can put the ball in strange, strange places. Very good player spin. So it does beg that question. And I'm with you as well. I think whether it's my opinion or not is, a, is is completely relevant. But Zach Crawley is in to stay for the foreseeable. They love Zach Crawley. Alex Lees, I think they very much like Zach Crawley, um, Alex Lees. Um, he's played with a lot of these teams in county cricket, hasn't he, for Yorkshire and then before moving on to Durham. It seems like half the squad is Yorkshire or Durham. Um, so we've got that. But I do wonder if, if he does continue or at least he gets put on a little bit more of a shorter leash. Uh, he is an older mm. player. He is 28, 29 now, isn't he? Um, we will see. He's averaged 19 in this series. He's a, he's a, 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 a an average that's coming down. Zach Crawley averaged 33 and a half. He's an average that's going up, you could argue. Um, and it certainly did help with that 69 not out. It's got to be said as well, Lee's obviously batted positive as well. 39 for him of 73 was dropped a couple of times um, as well, wasn't he? So he did ride his luck. But you've got to do that, haven't you? Especially when you're playing positively in a, in a relatively short chase as, as England was. Yeah, I don't. I don't feel like Lee's has truly found his game in Test cricket no. yet. I'm not no. sure what he is as a Test cricketer. I know what Zach Crawley is. I know how Zach Crawley plays. Mm. I feel Lee's hasn't quite worked it out. It's either some yep. sometimes some over the top brash mm. sort of batting and drives against high quality bowling in Rabada and Giddy mm. and Nortage and, and these guys. Or it's the opposite, or it's like mm. insular West Indies just trying to survive. So I'm, mm. I've not quite seen the happy in between of where he's found his like fluid level of ticking over like he does in county championship cricket. So yeah, um, yeah. I, I think, think that's fair. I think that's absolutely fair. The, the, the best I think I saw him, and it, it, I don't think it was just because I was there, but I remember at Trent Bridge, he looked exceptional. Uh, in that Trembridge test against New Zealand. So there is a player in there. I've always been fond of him as a player. He was the one we wanted to see, given that be that next man to get an opportunity opening the batting for England, uh, probably this time last year, wasn't it? Um, so I hope that he can find his way, if England do persevere with him, at least initially. But there are some players, obviously, knocking down the yeah. door, and we'll get into that before we start looking forward um, towards Pakistan test matches that, uh, that are coming up, as we said, in December. Um, December. Yeah, so so really, really good performance. Two one win, obviously in the end. Rob series win, convincing. We, it was that convincing that Mark Boucher has decided to look for new opportunities, and he's he's that was his last test, and that was his last game in charge of South Africa. So he's moved on now, hasn't he? I, I think he has taken a job. I think he said he for cricket uh, cricket South Africa um, uh, franchise. 
they have they've got a yeah. cricket south africa and uh uae have mm. two very large well-paid franchise competitions starting yeah up. yeah that's it i mean cricket south africa ceo i i, I do apologize mr maseki i'm not going to try and pronounce his first name for fear of offending but he did say we are well, so very surprised and shocked he told us he wants to pursue other interests and opportunities um, but we're glad that he'll be there to take South Africa to the T20 World Cup. So obviously not his last game. T20 World Cup, and then he's gone. But it is weird the way they worded that. I think they were like, I have no idea why Mark Batter is quitting. <laughs> we were second in the World Test Championship, and yep. suddenly he wants to go for what? Pursuing new interests. Like, did he want to be an actor? Musician, maybe? Has he got a rap, uh, rap CD coming out? Yeah. Just the way that was worded just seemed quite odd, didn't it? But Boucher's on his way. Um, I don't think South Africa cricket fans will be overly disappointed after the way they've absolutely just kind of given things over to England in this test series. Um, so mm. I'm sure they'll be looking forward to the next man coming in because there is bags of talent in the South Africa team. Just the batting, as he had said, Boucher, and I think we can all agree on, massively let down that very, very good Yeah, I think they have been. They are in an incredible position. They're second in the World Test Championship, just behind Australia, uh, and a little bit right. ahead of Sri Lanka in third, India in fourth, Pakistan mm. in fifth, England now in seventh. Which Here is we go. pretty good. We've won seven, lost eight, drawn four in that period. So that's yep. a real good step in the direction for us. But South Africa, maybe he's seen that it's the end of the tether. Like the batting is poor. Mm. It could be poor for quite a long time. Yeah. Um, and although you've got a great bowling attack, you're probably going to get stuffed uh, a few times and stuff other teams a mm. few times. And um, maybe that's what happened in the home series against India. They lost the first test, came back mm. and won on some good bowling performances and some gritty batting but it can't dig you out of a hole every time no definitely not and, and there are i'm sure this talent is always talent in south africa in cricket yes it just selling your car on cars.com is so fast it's like the dealer is in your own backyard get the best offer instantly confirm with the dealer and the money's yours cars.com is magical tap to sell on cars.com today the first time I saw it, I got goosebumps. It was perfect for me. I felt like we could go anywhere together. <sighs> There's nothing like finding your match on Cars.com. With over 50,000 cars added daily and a powerful advanced search, you're sure to discover the one. Cars.com. It's magical. Click or tap to find your perfect match on Cars.com today. You got to you got to look in the right places, and South Africa haven't always looked in the right places. So hopefully, give some opportunities to players that maybe haven't. And, and it's all about who's the next man in. Look at what McCullum's done with England, with the with the way he's. We were looking at ripping up and getting rid of half this team, but McCullum and Stokes came in and went, "Hang on a sec, no, we can get a team yeah. out of this." And look at the performances, and look at the uh, the games, you know, overall team performances and games that we've won. So South Africa, I'm sure there's there's you know, I would love to be taken on a team like South Africa with that bowling attack and that much depth in the bowling attack. We've mm -hmm. not seen some of the players that um, were in the squad. A couple of more seamers that were there, Glenton Sturman, and there's another one whose name escapes me at the moment. But they have plenty of players that can, could, could have come in and, and performed very well. The batting will come. I hope Kezonda gets a run. Look at what Sarah Lurwe's done. Coming in, very, very experienced first-class cricketer. He's come in and really grabbed test cricket, hasn't he, as an opener? Um, done pretty well at the age of early 30s. Kezonda's in the middle there as well. Give him an opportunity. You, you never know what he might give you with that experience. So, yeah. Mm. No, it's good. Shall we? Shall we get on to grading the English players yeah. based on their summer performance? So the way right. we're going to do this, it's like being at school. You're going to get an Ooh. exam mark, um, okay. and I just want to give a bit of context. 2021, and I've spoken about it, was the worst batting performance we've had this century. We averaged top seven batters, averaged 27 with the bat, strike rate of 45, um, and we're very poor. January to March this year. We averaged mm -hmm. 28 with the bat for the top seven players. Bear in mind, that's hugely bolstered by Bairstow and Root. Uh, and then a, a strike rate of 49. And from April, Basball area, through to the end Ooh. of this test match, we've averaged 41 with the bat top seven, a strike rate of 68. That 68 is the best. And the average of 41, I think, is the sixth or seventh best that we've had um, in a calendar year. I know it's in isolation of five months, but against other calendar years, um, 2011 was the best FYI with an average of 59. That's when uh, Cook was in his peak, Trot was in his peak, KP was there, Bell was having an incredible time. So we're going to measure these players against how England generally do over the 20 years. 
Um, and we're going to work our way down in terms of <laughs> how I'm going to change that. I was going to say Ooh. how I thought they'd perform, but we're going to no. do it in terms of runs. Um, and starting oh, at the top. Okay, right, let's go. Top them, Rich. Yep. Johnny Bairstow, yep. six test matches this summer, obviously missed one. Yep. Out nine times, not out twice. 681 runs, a highest of 162, an average of 75.66, a strike rate of 96.59. Get on with that it, Johnny. England normally score at a 49 strike rate, mate. That's insane. Uh, four centuries, yep. uh, 150. He, he scored over 100 runs per match. Um, this is absolutely incredible numbers 13 sixes thrown into the mix as well this is astronomical numbers Glad being put up by besto over the summer sneaky old um johnny best has been exceptional um are we doing so we're doing letter grading aren't we here letter grading letter so grading. a plus a oh. a minus b plus we, we've got to do a stars have we um Oh, I don't like that. I'm giving him an A, definitely. Are we in the world of A stars? Just, just quick. I think we are. This is right. exceptional. I'm giving A star then. Six test matches plus a. match winning centuries yeah. as well. A star. Johnny Bairstow has been ridiculous. It's so good. It's been so refreshing to see him have a run in the team in a set position. I know he went from six to five when Stokes took the captaincy. Yeah, that's by the by. But he's he's not got the gloves at the moment. He's playing a role as he should. And he absolutely loves it, doesn't he? Stop playing golf, Johnny. Actually, I'm I'm, I'm tempted to take that star off and just give him an A because he plays golf too much. So. <laughs> Fair. Um, Joe Root, 615 runs at an average of 68, 73.12 strike rate. Reverse scoops for six, three oh. centuries. Uh, 150 to his name. 87 runs a test match. Uh, got out every 93 balls, which was the best out of top seven. Uh, batters, exceptional record in line with this new baseball era of strike rates was 68. Um, only out nine times, not out three times. Again, finishing game strong. Where, where do you put Root? I'm going to go at A minus. Um, he pushes himself up to an A, obviously, for his early summer form. The reverse ramps get him up to an A star, but then you've got to be honest, he, he scored about 40, is it 46 runs in four innings against South Africa? So if I'm, yeah. I've got to be a little bit harsh here, and I'm, I'm marking him down to an A minus. So, so no A star, no A. He's got an A minus there. Yeah, uh, good, good performance in general um, mm. from these guys. Ollie Pope, third most runs this summer, 456 runs, an average of 38. Solidified the number three role, rotated the strike really well. One key century against New Zealand when other people scored centuries in that game. Three fifties to his name as well. Um, I, I think Pope's had an exceptional year, mate. I think he's. I, he, we spoke mm, he's done enough to stay on. Yeah, that's one thing. But has he met your expectations as tutor and grader? Um, There's two ways really looking at this because he's never he's not really been a number three. We didn't expect him to be a number three. I think I'd have been more comfortable with him sat at four with Root at three. That's a long conversation that we're not going to have anymore. Um, I, I think he's done well. I, I think he's a solid B. Um, so I don't think solid B. I think with this setup, I think he's established himself because of the way they have shown that they will really reward and put faith in individuals that they believe in. And Pope and Crawley yeah. are, are, are almost identical in that respect. Pope has done better, obviously, than Crawley uh, in runs scored and and you know century and whatnot earlier in the year. I think B's fair. I think it really is. B's I think fair. it's it's he's done very well, but he's he's still got a ways to go. And it wasn't long ago that we were saying there's still a question mark at three. A um, couple of fifties yeah. against South Africa, and he's you know he's got himself on a plane to Pakistan, which we always already knew. Yeah. Um, but he's he's got to keep doing it. He's one of those that just because they love him doesn't mean he, he's he's untouchable. And I think he he needs to keep yeah. scoring runs. And, and I expect I, I kind of hold him to another uh, standard because of how prolific he's been in uh, in county cricket. So I want to see a bit more from him. Nice. Um, one thing I want to point out that eight out of every hundred dismissals of top seven players equates to scoring a century for England over this century, okay? Last year, that was four every 100 dismissals would be for 100. Mm. Yep. This summer period, it's 14, so a, a, a huge <laughs> leap and is actually the third best that we've had in the century wow. yeah. um, of how well we're doing. Next, Ben Stokes. This is pretty useful. 300, not, I'm not swaying your decision on grading. Uh, very <laughs> useful. 
Uh, excellent. 368 runs, an average of 40, a century, two fifties, a strike rate of 73, but with the ball, 130 overs, 18 wickets, an average of 25, an economy rate of 3.54, a strike rate of 43, and 2.57 wickets per match. For context, his average and strike rate as a bowler is better than the England average for the summer. His economy rate is only slightly down. Mm. Um, and with his batting, his strike rate is better than England average and his 50s and 100 scored per innings is better than the England average for a top seven player. Plus his leadership ability. Yeah, this, that's the thing. I think I'm going to grade him and give him two grades on this one. He's going to get a performance, and I'm going to give him one for captaincy as well. But captaincy and also, but just general, yeah. go on, Stokesy. That sort of, you know, that oomph, that, the, un, the, the unsaid stuff. Um, I think a B-plus overall for his performance just misses out on an A, fractionally. And I think that's not a criticism necessarily because he, he was trying to lead from the front and he was being over-aggressive to try and show everybody what's acceptable, acceptable and trying to pull them further forward and going, I like how aggressive you're being, but I want you to be more aggressive. Look, look what I'm doing as a captain. I'm getting out, dancing down the track or getting caught on the boundary after smacking a couple of sixes or a couple of boundaries in a row. So I think it's not necessarily as against it, but I think he's been exceptional, really has. As a captain, I'm going to give him an A- minus as well. Just I'm just going to bump him up to there because he's led from the front again, hasn't he? He, I don't want. We spoke about when before we got the captaincy. One of the big things was like, finally, hope you know he won't bowl himself into the ground like the other captains used to do with him, like Root used to do, and he's doing that. He's one knee, one knee Ben Stokes as a bowler, and he's still looking fantastic, and he's still taking key wickets at key times, apart from the no balls, Ben. Um, but he's, he's just just ease up a little bit, Ben. That's all we're saying. Just just give yourself a little bit of a break to make sure you don't break down physically. Um, so I think yeah. a B plus performance overall and an A minus for captaincy, um, just because there's a little bit of wiggle room for improvement. There's always nice improvement. Um, Alex Lee's thirteen innings, zero not outs. Got out in that last last innings against mm. South Africa. Three hundred and twenty seven runs, a highest of sixty seven, two fifties, no centuries, average of twenty five, strike rate of fifty five. Uh, he got out less than twenty seven times which is 54% of his innings. He was dismissed for less than 20. Um, that's a problem. That's way higher than England's that's average of 7 of 43%. Print, print that on a T-shirt. That's a problem. Um, <laughs> that's, a, <laughs> that's a problem. What, his, strike rate was, his strike rate was okay, but he was... <sighs> mm. He didn't fulfill the role I wanted as an opener, getting out every 45 balls. No, I think I'm, I'm not going to beat around the bush with this one. I'm going to give him a C, a little bit of a see-me after class, uh, Alex. Um, I'm a little bit disappointed with him because I was such a big fan of him. I think there's still a player in there at test level. I think the going away now and having a bit of time off will do him the world of good. I think, obviously, a few conversations behind the scenes with McCullum and Stokes, etc., clarifying what they want from him. Go away, have a rest, have a little holiday, work on your game a little bit, get ready for Pakistan. I think he's, he's in pole position, but I think um, he will need to score some runs very quickly mm. in the Pakistan series. I think he's not got um, a, a long run. So. C. C, I'm can, sorry. Can, can, can we barter with that to a C minus? If you want. I, I'm not going to argue with that. I, I'm not going to be any harsher. I can't yeah. give him a D. That's that's too bad. But uh, but yeah, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna come back to Crawley. I feel like everyone's waiting on Crawley. Where does he sit? Uh, next, Ben Folks, 240 runs from six games. He missed one game for COVID. Average 40 across the summer. A strike rate of 47, very reasonable. A century of 50, 26 boundaries, 40 runs per game. Um, criticism. 83% of his outs were for 20 or less. So there was a lot of low scores in there, but there was a, a good finish against New Zealand. There was a 50, there was a century to his name. And he was pretty tidy with the gloves. What do you think? I'm thinking B, B minus. B minus. B, mi B minus is fair. It's an average of 40, but it's kind of, it's exacerbated by two Loaded, really good innings. Yeah. Love him. I think, I mean, A a star for the for the hair. I think he's got great hair. I great hair. That's what we need to say. Great Thanks, hair. Thanks, mate. So, not you. Not that ridiculous. <laughs> thing. 
I can't speak. <laughs> so, <laughs> let's move on. No more talk about hair. Why did I mention yeah. hair? <laughs> this is not the good hair podcast. Is <laughs> um, touching on other other batters, Sam Billings played uh, a couple of games, only batted once, scored 36. Really hard to grade. Incomplete. Um, what what yeah, do you I, give Billings? Oh, come on. I mean, that's harsh, isn't it? I mean, I'll, I'll probably say C. He's done yeah, okay. Middle, middle of the road. Um, Harry Brook, one game, 12 <laughs> runs. Um, I, I mean, fair enough. That, that bumps him up a little bit. I, I think you have to say, I, I, don't, I don't think you can say anything about Harry Brook. He's had one innings in Test cricket. Yeah. That, that's usually the nerve uh, settler, isn't it? You know, get it over and done with and come back in the second innings and see what you got. But yeah, I think that's, you can't, you can't give him a grade. Bless Maybe him. poor old Harry. I'll See. give him a participation trophy. He can have oh, a certificate okay. to say he took part. Well got done, Harry. Well, yeah, got all oh, little sticker. That's nice. Yeah, got a sticker. Hey, yeah. stickers are important. My four-year-old <laughs> cried at gymnastics when she didn't get a sticker at the Whoa. end because they made it a gymnast of the day rather than cool. everyone comes and has a good time. She's four years old. Cool. Um, mm. No beef there with me now. Of course not. <laughs> uh, Zach Crawley, two hundred and seventy-six runs, played Zach every Coke. test match. Batted mm. 13 times, one not out at the end. Averaged 23 across the summer. Strike mm. rate of 57, 150. 67% of his outs were for less than 20, which is higher, but he's an opener, and openers have generally averaged about 23, 24 across the summer, so he's no different to anyone else. Um, where'd you go? I really don't know. I'm just looking at Alex uh, Zach Crawley's stats at the moment. He's 51 innings in Test cricket for 1,363 runs. Bear in mind he's got a top score of 267. That's nearly 50 innings for 1,000, basically 200. Sorry, 1,100 <laughs> runs, isn't it? Um, I just look. Sorry, I shouldn't laugh. He's certainly a lot better than I am. <laughs> You're literally laughing at his stats. It's like someone pulling up my play cricket stats. <laughs> I know that's what I'm thinking. I don't think I scored more than 20 runs this year for the first team, but average over 40 for the twos. That's my level. Um, oh, Zach, what do we do with you, Zach? I mean, they love you. He must be a great guy. He must make a mean cup of tea. Um, Can I give you context? Yeah, go on then. He scored less runs than Alex Lees. He averaged less than Alex Lees. He scored oh, less 50s kidding. than Alex Lees. His strike rate was only two oh, above Alex Lees. Um, and his balls per dismissal, crikey, was worse than Alex Lees at 40. Did, did not and the last time I saw Zach Crawley, Trent Bolt was walking around New Zealand with him in his pocket. Oof, oof. But when did he get his... Did he get 100 this summer? Have I dreamt it? When did he get his second hundred? He's only got two. Obviously, one was. Oh, he got one against the West Indies. Ah, that was it. That was it. So yeah, I did dream it. I must be having dreams about Zach Crawley getting hundreds. Um, Yeah, (laughs) that's probably why he's still in the team. That's what's been going on with McCullum and Stokes as well. Um, Zach Crawley, good lad. I like him. Like him a lot. Obviously, the the, the setup like him even more. I was going to give him a B minus, but you've boxed me in now. He's he's got to go. I'm going to sit him at a C uh, alongside Alex. You, you, so Alex Lees is at a C minus. No, well, I'd said C to be fair. So I'm, I know I downgraded him the grade. So a C minus. I mean, if you want to, I mean, you're the harsh one. I mean, you're the one moaning about kids not getting stickers. So C minus. There's a big gulf between what Lees and Crawley have done and what Ollie Pope has done, averaging 38 for a B. So yeah, C minus is is probably there or thereabouts, but. Um, the knives are being sharpened. Oof, aren't they just? <laughs> vicious, man. Vicious. I am vicious. Uh, on, on to the bowlers. Yeah. Uh, Going to start low. We're, we're going with Matt Parkinson. Oh, Came in for him. the first test against New Zealand due to concussion. Flew up the motorway. 15.3 overs. One for 47. 3.03 economy yeah. rate. Yeah. He, he doesn't have to pay his subs and I'll buy him a pint after the game. Um, okay. For turning up, so that's that's what I'll say for Matt Parkinson. He gets a sticker as well, same as uh, that's fair enough. Same as um, uh, Harry Brook, Jamie Overton. This is an interesting yeah, one. Made. Wheels, Joverton. Yeah, Wheels and scored ninety-seven on debut. Let's not forget about that. But thirty-seven overs, two wickets, bowled with gas. Yeah, seventy-three gas. Oh, that's expensive. Seventy-three average, three point nine four economy rates. So it was expensive. He didn't take that many wickets. But he did get one wicket. I can't remember who it was, but it was exceptional. It was fast. 
and it helped change the game. Plus, he's 97. Yeah, because it's so isolated, but he did perform. He actually did do something. With all due respect to Harry Brook in 12 and for... Um... For Parkinson, didn't really do much with the ball. I would say Joverton is worth a B on that performance. Um, basically, probably would have bumped it down a little bit, B minus for his bowling, but because he got that 90 odd B, but also uh, he did do massive double jug avoidance for getting out in the 90s and not going to 100. So um, that's totally, that's to totally agree with that. Uh, working our way up, Maddie Potts, five Pardo. matches. Poddo, oh, uh, oh, County Championship star, 20 wickets at 28, Rich. Uh, economy rate of 3.06, very much in line with what England were conceding. Yep. And a strike rate of 54.8, which feels very test match average. Happy? Yeah. I've, I've, been, I've been really, really happy. And I think it's been a great story. I mean, he, he must have been on their radar before the start of the summer. But to see a player hit the ground running in county cricket, take wickets galore, a bit like what Robinson was doing at the start of last summer, and then get the opportunity and then show what he's got. He kept getting good players out. I think he's another. I think I'm going to go B. B do I want to go B minus? B, B, B minus, maybe something around there. B. I'll let you decide. I think he's been brilliant. I think it's a shame. He, he kind of maybe lost a little bit of gas, um, you know, as the summer Back wore in. on. But he's, he's yeah. obviously had a bit of, bit of a rest, hasn't he, after he's been dropped. And then he goes and takes mm. 13 wickets. The quality is there. He's there or thereabouts, this team still. Um, so much more to come from Matty Potts. And I will always call him Matty. I'm not calling him Matthew. It's not right. To, to, to throw in context, last year, England took 229 wickets at an average of 29.82, went at an economy rate of three, and a stri I took wickets at a strike rate of 59. From April to September this year, we've taken 127 wickets at 26. Economy mm. rate slightly up at 3.14, mm. and, and a, a strike rate of 50. So huge improvements across mm. the board. So I think Maddie Potts may be slightly below average to the performance of mm. the team throughout the summer, but against what we generally are, I think he's he's been quite exceptional. Yeah. Um, yeah. Joe, Le uh, Joe Leach from Worcestershire. Jack Leach from <laughs> Somerset. Uh, 196 overs, maybe underused. 16 wickets at 36. Uh, a key two fifers, a key ten for against New Zealand, which won us the test in a, on a turning pitch. Um, his average is below where we are. His strike rate's below where we are as a team, but his economy rate was slightly higher. Yeah, I think I've been really happy with him. Obviously, start of the summer, it was all the talk about they clearly don't trust him. Um, but they've shown as this series, as the summer's gone on, sorry, that they do trust him. And he's played with that. And you can see that they've got the confidence and the backing. Uh, I know we asked the question, didn't we, of what's been your highlight of the summer. And I, mm. uh, forgive me for not remembering the name. I didn't realise we were going to talk about this. But... Um, the fact that they've given him confidence and they've backed him is a highlight of the summer because he's just been a bit of a bit of an afterthought. We, I suppose we'll play him if we have to. Mm. But they've really backed him and he's, he's played well. And I think it's a difficult one to grade because you've got to grade the performance rather than the opportunity because he's not bowled as much as a lot of players probably would have done over no. the summer. And um, the one so time it did turn, he took 10 wickets and yeah. won the test match. Yeah, so I don't think you can say he's an A or anything, but I think, you, I think he's a solid B. Um, just for yeah. when called upon, he's done a really good job. Um, yeah, yeah, and I think the only way you could mark him down a little bit is for trying to knock himself out of the out of a game for doing a, a roly poly off the boundary and going for a concussion. So, I mean, come on, what were you doing, Jack? Yeah, Holly um, Robinson, <laughs> um, that, Robo, Ellie, twelve Robo. wickets at fifteen. So in the economy two rate three point zero nine, slightly above England average. Uh, six wickets per match is mm. astronomical. That's above Broad, Anderson, yeah. um, probably anyone in Test cricket at the moment. That's exceptional. One Pfeiffer, strike rate of uh, 29. My performance plus calculator tells me that in the games that he played, he is the best bowler England have had. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when he plays, he's been superb. But what's the, what's the best ability, Rob? Availability. Yes. I've got there. I've learned it now. Everyone's favourite. Um, I had poor availability. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you did. Um, especially when you left and joined another club. <clears throat> uh, that wasn't very good availability for me. Right, anyway, Robinson. I, I think we, we have to be quite careful on this one because we can't get over, over the top with what he's performed. No recency bias going on here. He wasn't deemed fit enough to play most of this summer for the England Test side. He wasn't, he wasn't actually fit enough uh, with injuries. So, He's been exceptional, but I think he still has yeah. to sit in the B, B box. B, 
I'm the B box. He's in the B box. Me, I don't really care B-box. which way. B box. Sorry, Sorry, I thought I, I wasn't sure if it was B box or B plus. Um, <laughs> I think that's reasonable. I think if he played more test matches, then it's a different conversation. <laughs> if, if he'd have played more test matches and performed like this, he would have been a star. It's oh, simple as that, isn't it? But, he would have got. He would have got a stamp. Yeah. Um, Brody. Top wicket taker of the summer, 29 wickets at an average of 27.17. Economy rate 3.36, but Brody generally does bowl slightly fuller yep. and try and take wickets. Strike rate of 48. No fifers, no tenfers. 4.14 wickets per match is very, very good. Um, I, I think this is the best Brody's been in, in a while. And he's not opening the bowling, I think, is a, a good thing for him. Uh, yeah. Like having Robinson coming in with a new ball, because I actually think he's pretty dangerous with the old ball when it just starts doing a little bit. Mm. Yeah, I, I, it's a difficult one, isn't it? These are the ones I struggle with, Broad and Anderson, because they are just exceptional. Just everything they do is just at such a high level. But we also hold them to such a high level, so it's difficult to grade them. Where I think you could probably argue an A- minus to a B plus for Broad, yeah, I think. I Probably put him in the B plus category. Average mm. of twenty seven. Mm. Uh, he's in line with what England's done, but he hasn't been the standout. I think he's yep. found a role, and if he can perform that role consistently, I think there's nothing wrong with being a B plus player. Uh, mm. Daniel Bryanson, someone, someone, somewhere will get that reference and go, "Oh yeah, wrestling, two thousand fifteen. Oh, <laughs> Dangerous, Rob. You should know." Um, or, or, or Daniel Bryan, either way you want to say it. Um, Jimmy Anderson, last player on the list, 27 wickets at the age of 40. A bowling average, get this, 17.66, playing against New Zealand, India, and South Africa. A 2.58 economy rate. So if you take Robinson out of the equation, he's got the best bowling average. He's got the best economy rate. He's got a strike rate of 41, which is absolutely hands down the best. One five for four point five wickets per match, which is top minus Robinson. Incredible that he is head and shoulders above anyone else with no rotation. Mm-hmm. Remember the when rotation was a thing. Anderson well played back to back tests while well, he's played mm-hmm. six tests this summer, and he's been absolutely fine, and he's been world class. Yeah. Um, hmm. I, I... Yeah, I don't. I'll let you go on first on this one. I, I think uh, I just want you to uh, have the pressure for once and make the decision because I love Jimmy. Um, we put Bearstow as an A plus or his performance and his four centuries. A across the games, mm. about twenty seven to thirty. England, England bowlers. Let me be clear. England bowlers have averaged twenty six this summer. Um. That includes Broad averaging 27. It includes Stokes averaging 25. Potts averaging 28. Leach averaging 36. Robinson averaging 15. Anderson took 27 wickets at an average of 17. And his strike rate was 41, as opposed to England's overall strike rate of 50. He's head and shoulders doing a bare stow with the ball. The only difference is he's not bagged fifers. He's picked up a lot of threes and a lot of fours and a lot of twos. He's just constantly taking wickets. So for me, I want to give Anderson a straight A. Not Um, quite Bairstow level, but it's an A. I think we have to say that's fair because Bairstow has been, I wouldn't say necessarily head and shoulders, but Bairstow has been the player of the summer in Test Match Cricket for England. I don't think there's any dispute or debate about that one. So I think it's right to just drop Jimmy just a smidge, just a smidge, a fraction below in the grading. So I think that's fair. Yeah. yeah. And there's, there's some happy people there. They've got the participation trophies. They've got the little stickers. Everybody's happy. Everyone's going home after the end-of-season presentation night. They're all good. They've all got something. Everybody's it's, happy. It's interesting. So we've got Anderson A, Stokes B+, plus, Broad B+, plus, Overton, Robinson, Leach and Potts B, mm-hmm. uh, Parkinson C. So I think that's pretty fair, but that shows that you've got a team that's really performed quite yeah. nicely. Mm. With the bat, we've got Bairstow at an A+, Root at A-, minus. then we get into Stokes with a B+, plus. great with the bat, average 40, mm-hmm. less than team average with the ball. Pope B, Folks B-, minus. Billings and Brooks C's, and Lees and Crawley C-. minus. So I think we've probably got the tiers of that roundabout right. right. Yeah. Roundabout right. There could be um, deviation in the comments going, I'd give him a D. I'd give yeah. him an F. Well, we've obviously not gone into the D section. 
<laughs> yeah, we're quite generous. Um, we're all about trying to build people up here, but I really am interested to know what you'd give me. What's your genuine uh, not uh, not being polite? Who's, who's the miserable teachers amongst everyone that's following us? Um, just, yeah, who would you hammer? That's what I want to know. Who's getting the ease? Who's getting the ungraded? So. Who's getting the ungraded? Uh, me in geography. <laughs> <laughs> Did you not even find the class? Hey! Uh, I didn't. I think it might be me in French, actually. French oral. She started talking to me and I went, je ne comprends pas. And that's the only <laughs> bit of French that I know. <laughs> which, yeah. which for people that don't have an F in French means uh, I don't understand. <laughs> Idiot. Um, Idiot. Cool. That's, what a way to end. that's the podcast done. That's the oh, English summer done rich for English Red Bull test cricket. County Championship's going to peter out over the next couple of weeks. We've got the Royal London One Day Cup coming up as well. So some exciting cricket. We'll be back to preview England-Pakistan, which is yes. right around the corner somehow as we lead on oh, to what is a very busy winter campaign, the T20 World Cup down in Aussie. Uh, England-Pakistan, England test matches in Pakistan before coming over my neck of the woods and a couple of test matches in New Zealand in the new year. We'll catch you guys then. Thank you so much for watching. Till next time.